Monday, everybody, and welcome back to the Couchside Judges. I'm Scott Fontana. You can follow me on Twitter at Scott underscore Fontana. And I'm Dan Urban. You can follow me at the Dan Urban. You can follow the podcast at Couchside Judges, and you can subscribe wherever you listen. And if you like this show, if you like what you hear, please give us that five-star review. And we talk judging in MMA. You should uh, learn the criteria. You can find it at abcboxing.com. You should definitely do that. So, Dan, we are coming off a weekend in which there was no UFC to anchor the weekend, but we did have dueling PFL and Bellator cards. Is that right? Do we have that correct? That is correct. Now, did we watch either of these? Uh, we did not. And why is that? We were not around. And we are recording this ahead of those events. This is a prepackaged show, my friends. We are not recording this uh, in a timely fashion, but we have a good show for you guys, I think. We have on as a guest, uh, and we haven't really had a uh, a guest interview in a little while. It's, I think since Mark Goddard, is that right? Yeah, I think Mark Goddard was our last interview. It was either Mark Goddard or Jillian DeCorsi. I think Mark Goddard was more recent. I would say. I think so. I, I believe so. I believe so. And that was a great show. But we, uh, our guest for this one uh, is a uh, regulator, uh, the head of the Colorado Commission, Tony Cummings, who has some very interesting things going on in his state from a regulatory standpoint, uh, which we'll talk about. Uh, and of course, the ABC conference, we didn't really get to talk about this at all. You know, while it was going on, it just you know, didn't line up. There was a lot going on in, in uh, the world of MMA, and we just didn't get as much uh, updates as we've liked in a timely fashion. So uh, I'm glad that we're going to have him on to kind of uh, brief us on a bunch of these things, right, Dan? Yeah, for sure. It's going to be good. So, Dan, let's bring on our guest for today, Director of Colorado Combative Sports Commission, Tony Cummings. Thanks for taking the time to join us, Tony. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me on. So, you know, we like to talk a, a lot about, you know, Commission stuff, judging, refereeing, all this type of thing, regulatory affairs and all that. But before we get into all that, I, I kind of think you should probably give a little bit of background for our listeners and how you got to the point of running the uh, the Colorado Commission. What's your background in the sport? Uh, well, I've been in, involved in combat sports since I was nine. So I started boxing. Um, I did uh, ancient karate, Muay Thai kickboxing. Uh, I've coached and trained fighters for i don't know probably 15 years um on the amateur and professional level so um i've cornered i don't know probably in most jurisdictions across the country as well as internationally that professional and amateur athletes um and that's kind of my background i was uh my involved with the elevation fight team for a while you oh know, yeah uh, Curtis Blades, Neil Magny, uh, Corey Sanhagen. That was the gym that I was uh, coaching and training out of. Um, then I taught Muay Thai and kickboxing classes for, I don't know, probably a good 12 to 15 years. So, um, and then I, I was uh, my, my real job. I spent about um, 20 plus years in law enforcement. Um, I, my last job before this one was uh, supervising supervising uh, investigators um, for a state agency. Um, when this position opened up, I kind of transitioned to that. You know, that's the reason I went to uh, state government from uh, local or county government. So I've been with the state probably, I don't know, 12 to 15 years, I would guess. It's kind of all runs together now. So Sure, 
Sure, I understand that, Tony. Uh, you uh, you pro you must have some some interesting stories with the elevation uh, time there. I know there's probably so much you can say because you're obviously in a different mm -hmm. position now. But do you have anything interesting and fun you can kind of share from the elevation days? You know, it was all interesting and fun. At least, uh, you know, I wasn't there full time. I, you know, because I, I did have my regular job. But um, I started mm -hmm. kind of being involved with them when they were at Muscle Farm. So, you know, you had people like Matt Brown and TJ were, were there at the time. Uh, um, just a bunch of, you know, we had uh, Adesanya Israel come in for his glory fight in Denver. So we got to train with him. Um, so, yeah, it was just all interesting. It was uh you know, kind of like Factory X, it was a room full of killers at the time and still quite, quite honestly is so. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously they're, they're obviously doing some very excellent things in the sport still. We've, we've seen Corey, we've seen, you know, Curtis blades, like you mentioned, all these guys are, are doing really excellent work. And then TJ too, we just saw him uh, looking very excellent against uh, Corey. So that probably was an interesting dynamic for a bunch of these guys. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's uh it was an interesting dynamic to, uh, both the coaches for Corey and TJ, you know, are from Colorado. So that was an interesting dynamic and they were all in the room at one time or another at the same time. So it was, uh, it was interesting to watch the fight and see that dynamic, but you know, I, th no, I thought I it was a good fight. So it was, it was a terrific fight. And, and no matter how you scored it, I think, right. Everybody was kind of going about on about the scoring. Yeah, actually, now we kind of mentioned that fight really quick before we get into some of the other stuff we want to talk about just as a, as a commission head, you know, let's, Let's say it's a fight like that where it's a very close fight. The the scoring uh, is kind of, you know, there's a little bit of different rounds scored here and there. After you have an event, do you have like a post-mortem where you kind of talk to the officials and talk about the decisions and things like that? Yeah, we talk we, we talk about the decisions, you know, um, and then probably a couple of days after, um, you know, and we have a lot of local events that are, you know, put up on YouTube and that sort of thing. I, I'll go back and, and look at all the fights. So, and then, you know, if there's a split or a judge is out on one of them, I'll see, you know, I'll just watch the fight and see you know, if there's a reason behind it and then, you know, follow up with the judge. So it's an ongoing process. It just doesn't end on fight night. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite involved. So. Interesting. I like to hear that. I like to hear that there's obviously a, you know, a good amount of involvement that doesn't end on fight night. Cause I think sometimes people think, okay, these, these people, they just go separate ways. But, you know, as we know, just from talking with officials that we do outside of the show that the, the officials themselves, they're honing their craft, but it's nice to hear from the regulatory side as well. I like that. Um, going yeah. over to, you know, some more regulatory affairs though, because obviously Colorado, there's a lot of news coming out of your state of late. You're, there's some big things happening. Uh, let's mm -hmm. start with, uh, what Eric McGracken over at Combat Sports Law, uh, what he reported last month, which is that one championship rule set has been approved for an event in your state. Uh, you know, they do things obviously very differently than we do in North American MMA traditionally. So can you talk a little bit about, uh, you know, how this kind of came about, you know, how one you know, approached you and, and how you kind of went over the process of looking at these these different rule sets? Yeah, so... Uh... My commission rules, you know, I think there's a misperception that I changed the unified rules, and that's actually not the case. Um, there is a provision in my rules that allow me to sanction other organizations provided that they meet certain criteria, right? So one actually um, approached me about sanctioning based on that rule, and so they submitted their rule set. Um, along with some other documentation. And, you know, based on my review, I, I did approve them. And 
you know, I think it's important to understand that that's not the first organization that has come to me for sanctioning. You know, we did have IFMA, which is Muay Thai organization, come to me for sanctioning, and WACO, which is kickboxing, and the WBC. So one is actually the last organization to come to me, not the first one. So this has been going on for quite a while. Um, you know, and I reviewed their rule set, and quite honestly, you know, based on what I saw, the only difference that I could see were, you know, obviously the knees to a grounded, grounded fighter, and you know, based on my thought process and what I've seen come out of the ABC and the grounded fighter rule, I, you know, I, I didn't think it was a historically a huge change, honestly. So, so their entire rule sets coming over. Uh, does that even include the scoring the fight as a whole? That does include scoring the fight as a whole, um, which is, you know, outside of the unified rule set, but that's the way that they score it. Um, along with, you know, their weight management program that's not followed, you know, by most commission or by any commission, actually, I don't think around around the country. So um, all of those things have been approved, whether they decide to hold an event in Colorado, you know, I, I can't speak to that. I don't have anything on the books as of yet, but you know, their rule set has been approved, including the way that they score. Okay. And again, you're, you're, you're talking about the knees to the grounded opponent too. Like th mm -hmm. that's legal now that you can do that kind of thing. In their rule set, yes. If they decide to come in and sanction under that rule set, that's what they're allowed to do. Now, for instance, if the USC, UFC comes to me and says, hey, we want to hold an event, then they can hold an event by the unified rules. So in essence, I haven't changed the unified rules. I've just approved another rule set to go by, provided that they, you know, that they follow all the event permitting requirements under the state. You know, so they'll be licensed and sanctioned under the state so it's not like they're going to self-sanction at any point so what if the ufc wanted to use uh part of a different rule set would that be allowed or no well i think it's important to understand that the ufc doesn't have a rule set the rule set comes from the abc right so the abc you know my rules i've adopted the unified rules for um for use in my state so to change that, they would, you know, they would have to go to the ABC and change the rule set. Okay, so, I understand. You know, I think it's important to make that distinction. The UFC has no rule set. That's the ABC approved rule set. So that's the key difference here. Okay, I, I think I seem to understand this here. So the, a question I have, a follow-up to kind of the, the idea that we're scoring the fight as a whole here, because obviously we talk a lot about judging in particular on the sure. show. Um, you know, this is not going to involve the 10-point must system. One just like you said, score the fight as a whole. They have mm -hmm. a, a list of criteria, which, uh, as I understand it, again, uh, Eric McGracken kind of posted the the full rule set uh, up there and, mm -hmm. you know, kind of goes over what the judges are supposed to score by. And it's a little bit different than we see in the ABC. How, how do you expect, uh, you know, officials, whether they be out of state officials or local Colorado guys and, and, and women, uh, to kind of react to obviously scoring a fight a little bit differently than this. Well, I think it's going to be a huge change, right? And I don't think that we're going to go into it as a sanctioning, you know, as a sanctioning state saying, you know, um, the judges that have been scoring for 10 years under the unified rule set can now just automatically go and score under this one criteria, right? There'll be a process that's involved of education, um, you know, and quite honestly, if I don't have the officials that I feel comfortable with to score according to their rule set, I just I just won't use them initially. And, 
you know, one will have to bring in, much like the UFC does, um, officials that are used to judging under that criteria until we're up to speed on doing that. Because the last thing I want to do is have an event where we get additional bad judging, you know, based on a different criteria. So it's going to be an educational process. It'll it'll take some time, and I fully expect, um, you know, if one decides to have an event in Colorado that the preparation for scoring and a lot of other things will go in early on rather than, you know, two weeks before. So that's the way I look at it. What we also, we also know that one is pretty proactive about l- trying to eliminate weight cutting uh, with mm-hmm. some of their own rules. Is there weight cutting rules also coming to uh, Colorado? Would it you guys be involved? Weight management program. Yep. It will be, uh, we have recognized that as a way to, uh, um, for their organizations to manage their, you know, quote unquote, their weight cutting in their organization. So, so how involved does the commission get in that process? Is that something that's run by the promotion or from the commission side? Yeah, that's something that's run by the promotion. When you talk about specific gravity tests and, and that sort of thing, that's all run by the promotion. The weigh-ins, you know, any type of weigh-in, the commission will be involved in. But all the dehydration aspects of it will be run by the promotion leading up to the event. And I can tell you from being at the ABC conference and hearing the presentation from the one doctor, you know, I think there's some validity to their to their program. And so, you know, I, I know that people are a little bit skeptical of it because it hasn't been seen. But, you know, maybe this will be a kind of, quote unquote, a, a look behind the curtain to see if it works. And, to, and maybe some of it can be adopted in, in you know, with the commissions in other states. Is that something that let's, let's say it is adopted. You know, they, they look at the, the one rule set or the, the one, excuse me, weight management program, you know, commissions, mm-hmm. whether it be you or some other state uh, or the ABC itself, where does that kind of come from? Would, would it start with a commission or would it start with the ABC if they were to, you know, say borrow or lift this type of program? Well, I think, you know, I think it's important to understand like, each commission is autonomous, right? They have autonomous rulemaking authority. So the ABC can make recommendations, but it's really up to the each individual commission to implement. So, you know, it's kind of like the grounded fighter rule before, you know, commission, the ABC may recommend it, but the commissions may choose not to adopt it for whatever reason. It may be logistically unfeasible. You know, it may cost too much money. You know, there may be a myriad of reasons, um, but, Ultimately, it's up to each commission to decide what's best for that commission. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm personally interested. I think Dan is too in, in the idea of, you know, making it easier for fighters to, you know, compete at healthy weights. So I'm very interested to see how this whole one experiment goes if they do indeed apply for uh, and are granted a uh, a date to compete in your state, hold an event in your state. Uh, let's move on, though, because there are some other interesting things coming out of Colorado, uh, like I mentioned, and sure. one of them is... Uh, I understand you're working on a proposal for open scoring in Colorado. Is that right? What can you tell us about that? Yeah. So, you know, the open scoring issue has been on the table for a couple of years now. And I think there was, um, you know, initially when it was proposed or, or, or mentioned, there was some, I mean, I can tell you there was a lot of people who were against it, you know, based on the data. Is that, is that commission seen, officials, other, other commissioners? Yeah, other commissioners and the and the message that was coming out about open scoring and some of the arguments that have been made are no longer have any, you know, validity. So the data that I've seen, you know, doesn't show that it impacts the fight at all. So you know, I, I'm going to 
work on a option or proposal for promoters to use for open scoring if they so choose if they don't then that's up to them but you know at least it'll it'll be an option now you know logistically we'll have to figure out how we're going to get that done but it's definitely some something that's going to be worked on in the coming year or hopefully within the next six months for colorado now we of course had last year uh the kansas commission run by adam Rohrbach. uh they finally did put out there an, an open scoring for MMA uh, plan. It's very similar to kind of what you're describing as, as what you think you'd like to implement. How much did you, you know, communicate or pick the brain of, of Adam Rohrbach or, or, or study their, um, their events and how things have been going? Well, I think, uh, you know, there's, there's commissioners in the middle part of the United States like Adam um, and Nick up in Nick Meeker up in Wyoming. We communicate a lot about, uh, and I've communicated a lot with Adam about open scoring, you know, and I didn't want to uh, invest the time or, or do something that didn't add any value or, or, or anything to to uh, to an event. But based on the information that he provided me, I, I can't see an argument against it. You know, when you talk about um, when a fighter's up on two cards by two points, I mean, they go on to win the fight, I think, 72% of the time instead of 65%. That's pre and post open scoring. You know, if they're up during the first round, I think the uh, they go on to win the fight, I think 87% of the time. So it's up 7% prior to open scoring. So I just don't, I just don't see the, you know, the downside to open scoring. Now I, you know, I get it from a business perspective that it holds people in suspense, but you know, I, I, I'm definitely going to put it out there as an option for promoters to use if they want to use it. Now you're talking about kind of reasons why it might like there's no reason in your mind why it doesn't make sense to use it. Why does it make sense? Like now now you got to sell it as opposed to kind of, you know, knock it down the idea of not using it, right? What what's what's the selling point of open score? Well, you know, I I think it's transparency, right? I mean, I don't think initially you're going to fix this whole judging uh, dilemma right? Because judges still have to judge individual rounds, but what it's going to do, it's going to provide initial transparency in the moment, right? And I think, you know, I've heard some arguments in the past, like, you know, oh, you know, somebody that knows and they're down on a scorecard might take them out of their game plan. Well, listen, if your coach is not training you to be well-rounded and to adjust in the moment, you should probably fire your coach, right? I mean, yeah, for sure. it's mixed martial arts, not boxing or kickboxing. Right. And those are the differences between good coaches and great coaches. So I, I just don't really see any downside. Now, there would be promoters who don't want to use it. And I totally respect that uh, decision. But at least from a commission standpoint, it starts to provide transparency in what's going on in real time and not after the fact. Oh, I like that. And and obviously you spent a lot of time around fighters for years. I mean, did, did the subject of open scoring ever really come up, uh, you know, in the days before you were a regulator? Yeah, I think it's always come up, right? You've got you've got coaches in the corner. I mean, you just watch any fight and they basically guess, you know, if you're up in a close round. And I mean, should they be guessing? Maybe. But the reality is is if I knew my my person was down, you know, or it was split one to one going into the third, I'd want to know that information, right? Like that that's I think that's a subject that's always been approached or always been talked about, including, you know, fixing, you know, what's going on in, in the judging criteria right now. So it's been a subject that's been floated around the, the gyms for years. I don't think it's been public. 
you know, hasn't been out there publicly until you get people who have a bigger platform to start talking about it. Of course, of course. And now we've started to see that, I think, in the last year, year plus is, is there are more people talking about it. I think it seems like the impetus actually kind of coincided with Adam Rohrbach bringing it to Kansas uh, was we had fighters like uh, Max Holloway kind of calling for it at the beginning of last year, but right before the pandemic kind of really hit us in, in America. Uh, after that, John Jones, uh, Dominic Reyes fight, if you recall, does that sound <laughs> accurate timeline wise? Yeah, I think so. I think that was the big tipping point to the whole point scoring argument, you know, and I think, you know, once you put it out there, it, it's an idea that, you know, people think about and they, and they start, you know, realizing that it may, may provide value in real time, you know? So, I mean, I think it's a good thing. And the conversation is great. That's my personal opinion of it. Amen. Amen. And we, and we like conversation, of course, this is a show where people are listening and hoping the uh, enjoying conversation, but uh, you mentioned kind of changes potentially to uh, the criteria and things like that. We just had the ABC conference last month and that's something Dan and I, we really haven't had the chance to discuss too much on the show yet. You were there. Uh, you were kind of giving some, some, you know, bigger, more broad updates of what was happening on your, uh, on your Twitter handle, which I appreciate. Um, and is there anything you can kind of tell us about kind of the bigger happenings from the week? You know, as far as the rule changes go, I don't think there's going to be anything that's earth shattering, honestly. Uh, you know, I think, again, we're going to talk about the grounded fighter rule again. Um, so I think that's going to be a huge, you know, it's going to be a huge argument again, you know, and I think that the, you know, the, the message that the rules are unified across the country is just not true. It's it's not. I think you saw it this last weekend in Texas. Texas doesn't recognize the, ground, the unified uh, rules as far as the new ground opponent. Adam in Kansas doesn't either, right? They, they're they two hands, not one hand. So, you know, I think that's, that's going to be the biggest um, topic of debate in next year at the conference. So um, the other stuff is, you know, it's pretty minimal. Uh, I think they're going to try to define what damage is, quote unquote, a little bit more. Um, so will I mean, that be replacing the word impact with damage? Is that the idea? Yeah, or, or they're going to try to clarify more impact, I guess, would be a better way to say it. So, you know, and but the reality is, is that's in, in the in the criteria that doesn't come into play for a little bit. So, you know, you're talking about um, immediate, you know, well, I guess immediate impact. So I think those are going to that's going to be um, the biggest uh point of discussion next year at, at the ABC conference. So, but more or less, I, I mean, is it basically status quo came out of this last conference? Uh, is it just, there's not, not a whole lot of change at all. Yeah. And I think, you know, the reason is because there's a, there's a lot of commissions that weren't in attendance for one reason or another, which, you know, obviously everybody wants to wants a chance to voice their concerns and then, you know, vote right. And have the opportunity. But I can tell you this, Right. Like I said before, the ABC is going to make, you know, they can make recommendations, but it's really up to the commission whether they want to adopt those recommendations or not. So, you know, I mean, and I think that's uh, one of the pieces that are missing. You know, you could, the ABC could say, you know, this is our grounded fighter rule and we could take it back to Nevada, which Nevada doesn't follow the down, down fighter rule either. So it's really up to the commission whether they want to accept those changes or not. Of course, of course. Uh, one thing that that I found interesting, uh, you know, from some of the updates you were providing from the conference, uh, going back to the open scoring idea, King Mo, a former fighter, of course, spoke about uh, open scoring. What were some of the bigger points that he was making as a former fighter? 
Well, I think, you know, I think when you talk to any fighter, right, it's, it's that I don't think the, the conversation really is not centered around open scoring. Open scoring is, is just a catalyst to a bigger issue. And the bigger issue is transparency, commission transparency. So I think that open scoring in general and what he talked about and what, you know, you could probably ask any fighter about is not the open scoring. That's just a catalyst to the bigger problem of commission transparency. So, you know, when he spoke, you know, it was about open scoring, you know, and about the support for open scoring. But, you know, the overall tone of of that whole talk, including Nick Lentz, was, you know, transparency. I think that's, if you read between the lines, I mean, that's the real issue, in my opinion. Okay, okay, yeah, and and I think everybody would pretty much be on board with the idea of transparency, right, Dan? Oh, for sure. Yeah, so, you know, you actually posed, again, kind of going to your your Twitter, you should shout out your Twitter handle for people, people should know that. Uh, It's Tony T. Cummings, or Tony T.C. Cummings, yeah, so... Um, okay. Okay. I, yeah. So yeah, make sure you, if, you, if you're interested in kind of some of the, the things coming out of Colorado, some other commission type of things, make sure you follow uh, Tony on Twitter. Uh, but you did post something on Twitter, like I said, that I found to be a very interesting question. And I'm actually going to ask sure. you this question. Yep. Should commissions take the steps to educate coaches and fighters about the scoring criteria? What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think that that once again goes to transparency and, and opening the curtain, right? So Um, I'm a big proponent of educating anyone that wants to know about it, right? I'm not going to sit here and tell you to read the rules. I'll give you, you know, what I think they are, um, based on the, on the, on the scoring criteria or, or anything really, you know, I try to be an open book as much as I can. So, you know, when you have athletes that are on the bubble or, or, you know, they're making $500 in a local show, right? It's important. You, you you go get the education to be a doctor or a nurse or whatever else. So why not have the education to be, you know, to practice your profession? You know, and if I can provide some of that, I think it's it's a good thing for commissions to do. Well said. I completely agree. Uh, and the last question that we have for you, and then we'll let you go because I know you've got a busy day ahead of you. Sure. Uh, if you could accomplish just one thing, one change or improvement to the sport of mixed martial arts during your time running the Colorado Commission, what would you like that to be? What do you want your legacy to be? Oh, one, uh, one. Change. Just one. You only get one. You may get more, <laughs> but you only get one. Well, I guess my biggest, uh, I would be the biggest advocate for the standard application of the unified rules across the country, right? And one of those, you know, one of my pet peeves is fence grabs. You know, it's enforced differently no matter where you go, and it shouldn't be. So that's the, you know, the overall standardization and application of the unified rule sets would be my, what I'd want my legacy to be. All righty. That's interesting. I like that. Uh, Well, listen again, Tony, thank you very much for joining Dan and I. We really appreciate you. you. Yeah, no problem. uh, And I hope hope our listeners enjoy this. Yep. All right. We'll let you go. Thank you, Tony. And uh, best of luck. We'll we'll have you on again sometime. Take care. All All right. Sounds good. Take care. Have a good one. Dan, I, I, I had a lot of fun talking with Tony. I learned a lot, and, and he really gave us some very interesting uh, tidbits into you know what's going on at, at the commission level. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I, liked, uh, I like his forward thinking. I always like forward thinkers. You know that. I'm, I'm, I think outside the box probably more than, than most. Even, even you don't like some of those ideas that come out of my mouth. Well, I, some of those, we can't get into that right now.
No, no, no. We don't. We don't have time for debate right now. Let's focus on uh, kind of what we came away with. I, I think I, I really do like the idea, especially when you, when we're talking about the idea of one coming in and doing um, one of their shows on American soil and bringing in their uh, their weight management program. I am very interested to see how that can work. And, and now that commissions will get to see something like that, you know, is, is it smoke and mirrors? Is it for real? This is what I want to know. Uh, I think a lot of us want to know because we want. I want healthier fighters. That's what I want. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm just tired of these these men and women sucking themselves dry, nearly or actually fainting on the scale, um, coming in diminished. Like, you you can fight better if you fight up and way. That's my belief. They don't anyway, believe so. that, though. They'd prefer the size advantage. I know, heads, I know, that's... I know. But if you just make it so that they have to do something healthier, then, then it doesn't matter. Sometimes you have to tell people what to do. Uh, it's just the way it is, like. Some people don't look out for their own health. That's what the commission is there for, you know, to regulate, right? Yeah, I um, like it. I'm it, all for it. And, and of course, the, as he said, it's this is still going to be run by the promotion when they come in, but it will allow commissions to see it up close a little more. And and, and I like the idea of that. Very, uh, I'm very on the fence about the the scoring the fight as a whole, just because I think it's very hard to sit there for five minutes and try to figure out what happened. If you want to say, ah, oh, now you got to do it over it's really more like 18 minutes. You got to remember what happened at the beginning of the fight. Yeah. That's, that's um, going to be tough. Yeah. Or, or title fight. My goodness. We're talking about, you need about a half an hour half to hour. remember everything. Yeah. That's not easy. That, that will um, be, that will be tough. I wonder, I wonder if judges are going to be like, okay, that rant, like, I guess, I don't know. That would, that would kind of be going against their rules then. I've heard a little so, bit of skepticism just on the idea of this one when broaching the subject. Uh, I haven't really talked to too many officials, but I know that there has been some skepticism of the idea of it. But I, I mean, I think probably the idea is they'd rather be part of the solution than part of the problem. You know, yeah. Let someone else be part of the problem. So mm -hmm. I would imagine some of the, the bigger officials, if approached, would probably jump at the chance to. Uh, do this if for no other reason than to make sure that hopefully things go smoothly. But, you know, the, the fact that Tony is talking about educating before the event goes, it's, it's not just here. We're going to do this. Come on, come on over and let's see how it goes. It does sound like they're take he's taking the right steps. Colorado is taking the right steps yeah. um, in terms of it. So uh, let's call it morbid curiosity for her, how that goes. If, if one does have an event in Colorado, I hope that that when, when they do have an event, I think, I mean, I don't think they would approach them if they weren't planning on doing it. So I think, well, I'm sure they're planning to do it, but they don't actually have a date. Right. So it's, no, like right, a, it's, yeah, it's no... just kind of like a save it for a rainy day is what it comes yeah, across but to I mean, me I, as. Maybe I'm wrong. I think it's, it's an eventual happening. Yeah. But... Feeling it out. They don't want to like, they don't want to book a place and be like, uh, we can't do it. You know, they're, right, they're trying yeah. to go through their processes. Right. So I do think when it does happen, I, I'm hoping that, you know, maybe ABC would implement, be like, hey, you know what? Maybe we should be having or allowing knees to downed opponents. Let's incorporate I don't hate knees to downed opponents. Into I don't. the unified rules. I, I like that's that's what I would hope. Something. Would I don't happen. know how much is going to change. I think there's still a lot of old school, new school thinking right there. I, I guess. But if, if they see it's like, oh, OK, I mean, they see it. I, I don't How often are they watching one? I mean, one one is on such crazy hours. Yeah, probably the only thing that anyone would have seen so, was the Demetrius Johnson loss from a few months back, right? Oh, that that would I mean that would just solve the whole thing about downed opponent versus not down, two hands, one uh, hand, weighted, not weighted, every, everything about that. Yeah, I mean we're not talking about soccer kicks or anything like that. We're talking about right. actual 
you know, just knees. It's it's still a legal strike, more or less, in in, in a way. And then most often, yeah, they're probably going to be thrown in the clinch. Uh, and it gets rid of the game playing. Yeah, I, I like that. I'm I'm tired of that too. And 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 open scoring too. Just to hear that another commission, uh, you know, that is that is holding uh, events on a regular basis, uh, like Colorado, at least as regular as you can during the pandemic. Um, it's nice to see them embracing this idea too. So I think the more uh, and, and then it's just going to create more data if they're able to pass that through because it's still. I'm, my understanding is still in the promote uh, the uh, proposal phase, right? That's kind of what yeah. he was saying. Is it's not yeah. there yet, but if we do get that through in Colorado and they do have open scoring, that's two states. You're going to have a lot more events, a lot more data, a lot more stuff to really expose us to what open scoring really does for a fight mm-hmm. from an entertainment standpoint, from a uh, an effect on the fight, from how it benefits or detracts from the fight from either the fighters or fans or whatever. Live odds you know? are going to change. Yeah, live like odds too. Live odds is a key part of this. I think <laughs> if you can bet on the round and you can get that immediate feedback, I mean, that's well, <laughs> that's like a deal breaker for a better, right? Handicappers are going to love it because there's they take all speculation out. And all so. you need to do is make sure that promotions get a cut of that uh in some way you know i don't know if they do or not but it's advertising uh, yeah advertising that's really what it comes down to but at any any time you can boost betting i think we're starting to see now it's it's definitely kind of helping everybody except for the people who are you know gambling and losing their money of course which is terrible that anyone losing money i'm not saying gambling is terrible i've gambled before but it does stink when someone's losing a lot of money but I don't know how much more that's going to change just because they're now allowed to bet on the you know the winner of the round and get that instant gratification, right? Yeah. So, but that's you know we're we're getting a little tangential, I think, at this point. I, I was I was very interested to hear a lot of what Tony was talking about, so I, I look forward to seeing more developments come out of Colorado, and maybe maybe we'll see a one event there. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, it's good talk. And that does it for this week's episode of the Couchside Judges. Thanks again to Tony Cummings. Uh, we'll be back again on Monday to talk about the uh, upcoming UFC event between. Uh, it's headlined by Kelvin Gastelum and Jared Cannon here. Should be a good one. I, I mean, it's it's not the most attractive card on paper, but I think there's gonna be some fun fights on there. We'll see how it goes, right? Yeah, it'll be it'll be good. I, I got good hopes. All right. Well, thanks again for listening. Take care, everybody. Thanks for listening. <laughs>